Today is February 20th. Spring training games start this Saturday, guys. Let's take some time to talk about the new rules we'll be seeing this year. And if you're looking for drama, maybe Brian Reynolds isn't the best place to start. It's the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh, and I am joined always as my with my brother by my brother Jake. There you go. What's up, Jake? Hey man, how you doing? I look like a raccoon today. You got a little sun. Got a little bit of sun down here today. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> I got wind. I could go out and get wind burnt. Yeah. That's an option. That is an option. It's Spring not training a great one, is but it's here. Yes, let's go. Let's go. We got all the videos. We got all the sound. Is the sounds the best part of the videos? Yeah. Just you, that the crack, man. Okay. Mm. I like it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm for that. I think the sounds might be the best part. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We have um we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, not because mm-hmm. of the, there's a lot of topics, but just because we're going to talk about the new rules that we're going to yeah. see in baseball this year and some that it just affects. So there's the rules and then the effects of those rules uh, in some other areas as well. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. We're also going to you know, um, talk a little bit about Brian Reynolds briefly. We are going to move through it because we want to make sure that we have enough time to talk about the rules without going to an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. something that we accidentally do quite often. <laughs> um, we do have a couple things here uh, to talk about as far as news. If you don't mind, we're just going to get rolling here. Pirates won their arbitration case against G-Man Choi as if this was any surprise at all. So he's right. making the over projection money still. <laughs> And we don't have time in today's episode to talk about AT&T Sportsnet and the regional network troubles, but uh, take a look at what's going on there. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this today. Apparently, they fell short of paying its full payment to the Pirates. They've entered a 30-day grace period where they're expected to file bankruptcy, same as Diamond Sports Group, which is the Bally Sports stuff. Um, Manfred even spoke about this, admitted they won't be able to help in the short term, uh, this could be a mess for a team like the Pirates mm-hmm. if there's like they're already claiming struggle in the first place. Uh, if they lose this money, uh, it's basically just going to give nutting another excuse to avoid boosting payroll. If that's mm-hmm. the effect of this, right? I right. don't, I don't really know. But is this possibly one step back and two steps forward? If the MLB has to take over uh, all broadcasts of MLB teams for like. MLB TV, he mentioned digital was away. Mm-hmm. Uh, could it end blackouts altogether? I know that's on the that's on the table. Like he said, blackouts are the opposite of promoting the game. He said that. So yeah. it's possibly something that could be a part of that. To uh Sunday, which today's Sunday for us, but we're, you know, you know the drill. Sunday <laughs> the news came out that MLB has created an economic reform committee. This has something to do with Steve Cohen and the Mets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. I would imagine one of the major things, though, is the, str- is the struggle of the regional sports networks. At least uh, what we'll say is that's what they're focusing on. Uh, but there yeah. was something said, though. But AT&T Sportsnet, Diamond uh, Sports Group, like I said, Bally, uh, that's, um, that covers more than half the league. Bally alone covers 14 MLB teams. Mm-hmm. And then at and at least having trouble from what I hear was like the Pirates, Astros, and I think the Diamondbacks, there was at least a third team. And I think there's only what, five teams that use at and There's because that's three. Uh, and then I think the Rockies and the Mariners too. They were at least okay. root sports. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I know the Rockies and Mariners were at least root sports when the Pirates were root sports. So I assumed all of it switched, but maybe not. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, still that's more than half the league. Manfred used some terms here that in regards to mostly maybe the Cohen stuff, but I'm going to read you this quote. 
we bought in again to a system that lacked absolute upward limitation on what people can spend. That's a cap. That's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Upward or absolute upward limitation. That's a cap. Yeah. That obviously won't come into play for a long time until this CBA is over and we go into the next one. But keep an eye on that because uh, that could be another labor deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but sooner, the regional network stuff could come into play even sooner than that, I think. You know what I mean? Once they, yeah. If this is something that's going to be a problem and, and MLB has to take over, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to change some blackout stuff and possibly fix that big problem. And if it does, they're going to find some new revenue uh, available. Like, there's going to be some changes in revenue. And if ch- if mm-hmm. revenue changes, then that opens up the doors for all these other things to change if they need to, right? Right. So more to come on this, I'm sure. Uh, we don't have a lot of data, so we have a packed show, so I want to keep moving um, beyond that. So, um, so let's go ahead and get into uh, a ton of hitters are already at camp. The pitchers and catchers reported. The hitters aren't supposed to report until today the 20th. Uh, that's the actual first day. So the one thing is you see a bunch of hitters there, but they're all wearing their shorts. You know what I'm saying? Tomorrow, yeah. today, Monday, to be specific, they're all going to be wearing their pants. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that's the difference. It's actual full camp, but it almost looks like the Pirates have a full camp already. Yeah. That's what I, it looks I think like. most most camps do. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've already seen Kutch, Hayes, Cruz, and of course, Brian Reynolds. Mm-hmm. So let's do the Brian Reynolds thing. All right. Okay. Um, you know, I said in the intro, if you're looking for drama, maybe don't start here. Now there's obvious <laughs> right. drama. Yeah. That, there's obvious, like there's a thing going on. And I think that there's a lot of like, oh yeah, we're going to try to, it's so funny the way that we've come on the other side of this and we see one report where they really focus in on Brian Reynolds wanting to stay mm-hmm. and that he's a hundred percent in and that you have nothing to worry about. And then there's another group that will only write. He still wants traded. Things are so bad. And it's like <laughs> both of you need to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. I have a take on this. When he said nothing's changed, then it sounds like nothing's changed. He did not say one way or another how he feels about it. He did not say that at all. He said nothing's changed on that front, which means two things. I have not talked to Ben and said the trade request is off the table. I have not done that. So Mm -hmm. you could take that as he still wants traded. Absolutely you could. He said nothing that 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 makes you think it's not. It still is on the table. And Sherrington and the Pirates have also not changed any of the numbers that they've offered Brian Reynolds. So nothing has changed. Now, I can simplify that. No new discussions have happened. Therefore, nothing has changed. Let's simplify it to that. Now, I understand... Mm-hmm. That means that it makes it turn a little more like you're still holding your breath that he doesn't want traded, right? But nothing that he said in that conversation after that makes you feel like he wants traded. <laughs> right. So it doesn't make sense. I, I want to give you some room here to kind of tell, kind of where did you go with all this and what's your takeaway? Yeah, I just think he's he's fine. Like he's not... He clearly is not going to be an issue. I think um, he's still open to signing a long-term deal. He's still open to some discussions. It's you know he he did say his first choice would be to be a pirate. Well, number one. If 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 that's your number one choice, then you know discussions are more discussions are going to need to be had. Period. Yeah. Like, so you know where we go from here is not. It's not completely up to him, but you know it's up to him. Like, Ooh, can you sit down call. and have a good? Can you sit down and have a good conversation? Like, you know, can you can you get this get this done? Can you? I mean, he's going to go out on the field. And he's going to get to work. I mean, I, I don't think we have to worry about that. Nope, no um, question. 
anybody and, who and anybody would because anybody if you would. want a deal if you want a deal you're going to go to work that's right and if you want traded and you want a team to actually want you you're going to need to do good yeah <laughs> you need to play well you so you started this off by saying if you're looking for drama if you're looking for drama go up to milwaukee and talk to corbin burns oh my gosh that is where the drama is it's yeah. not going to be here with brian reynolds so i want to i wanted to go ahead and take advantage and i don't want to i don't want to drill on this but this goes back to talking about g-man Choi going to arbitration and we said going to arbitration isn't the problem it's how you handle arbitration and milwaukee handled it not the right way horribly and this is typical, right? And this is why people say don't go to arbitration because of, of situations like this, where mm -hmm. he said that they came out and said that the reason they didn't want to pay him more was because he's the reason they didn't make the playoffs. Right. That's okay. Garbage. Okay. So I don't understand how that helps you <laughs> in any way. <laughs> right. Just so you can save. I don't care how, I don't care what the total is. I still don't understand the arbitration process. I don't know if each side knows what the other side is requesting prior to. And I maybe somebody to. out there can tell me that when they go to file, they may have had negotiations on a deal, but does do the, does each party have to know where the other one stands before they file? I don't know that they do, but I would imagine that most of the time they do. If I've offered you a contract... I would think they would. I would think you'd have to know. I th I would think so too, but they offer you a contract as many times as it's it two hundred thousand off. I can't imagine, I can't imagine them knowing that they're only two hundred thousand off, or else I feel like either the team or the player would be like, "Yeah, this is silly." Yeah, like a player should be, and people say like, "I can't believe a team's doing that." Well, if it's two hundred thousand, then a player's just as guilty. Yeah, you could just say, sure. "I'm fine. Let's do this." Yeah. I tell you what, will you give me the two hundred thousand if I make the All Star team? All right, cool. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, figure something yeah. out. It, yeah. it, both sides are at fault if you can't meet in the middle or not even meet, just concede for 200000 Yeah. Like, I think, come on. I think Burns, was, I think Corbin Burns was like 700000 It was 700000 That's still not that much. It's not, your, but that's at least enough to say, that's a, that's a year. I mean, league minimum yeah. 720000 So that's what we're saying. That's what we said about G-Man Choi too. Like, you're over a, a, a player. Yeah, which is a year of you. That's like getting another year at, early on. So yeah. I I get that separation. To me, that's a big enough separation. I think if it's two hundred, even three hundred thousand, I think after three hundred thousand, I'm like, yeah, we'll go ahead and file and see what it said. But I think if it was me, I'd make one argument. These are the numbers. This is what we think he's worth. And then the player could say, well, these are the numbers. This is what I think it's worth. And if it goes back to the team, I think they should say, you make the call. <laughs> At this yeah. point, you know what I mean? Like, I'll go yeah. ahead and go to this to see if I can save 300000 or 350000 because I said 300000 you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't have a problem with that. And if it's there, I think you shake the guy's hand and say, cool, man, he figured it out for us. Yeah. That was my compromise, you know what I mean? And I, I think you just let it go. But uh, unfortunately, teams don't do that a lot of times. They do crap like that. Mm -hmm. And and they, I mean, like, if they, no, now maybe they never were planning on signing him long-term. So they were just like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it's your yeah. last year of arbitration, I feel like a team like that would be like, who cares? We're not going to do it after this anyway. What's he going to do? Not try? He's about to go into free agency. <laughs> He's going to be right. lights out for us whether he likes us or not. Yeah. I, for me, but I don't ever want somebody as mad. As far as Brian Reynolds goes, I just I think I think there's going to be more discussions down the road. And I, I don't I don't think we're going to trade him this year. Yeah, I don't think so either unless something drastically happens where either the team is really bad or I, yeah, I don't know. I I'm going to wait and let it play out. I'm not going to sit here and 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 throw it around. The thing is is like when you watch Brian Reynolds, there's a lot of people who say like he looks disgruntled. And it's like, "Nah, that's what he looks like when he gets four hits." Yeah. <laughs> like this is just yeah. who he is. But those are people who don't follow the Pirates and they don't know. Brian right. Reynolds hits two home runs in a game, and after the game, he's like, oh, I'm just trying to see the ball and yeah, just put a good swing on and help the team win. It's good. <laughs> and it's like that. He He's excited right now <laughs> to yeah. be at spring training. <laughs> you saw him like make a couple jokes, and his like maybe one side of his mouth goes up a little bit, and then he's like, oh, wait, I felt that. I'm going to put it back down. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not because he's mad. It's just That's just who he is. Which yeah. is probably the same reason why he wants to just sign long term and be comfortable. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. 
And I'm not saying he's not mad, I guess. I guess the thing is, is like, do you know? We, I, don't, I don't know if you can, if you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Either way, um, for me, I, I'm going to backtrack on this a little bit. And uh, Brian, I'm going to speak straight to you. If your number one is to sign an extension with the Pirates, then asking for a trade was a pretty crappy tactic to make that happen. Uh, you're getting bad advice. Do you deserve the money you're asking for? 100%. 100% you deserve $130 million. <laughs> uh, no question that. But asking for a trade before you've even reached the veteran status is bad advice. Put your time in first, then you can get that right. That is my opinion. That is where I stand. I, I will leave a little room to say that if you're not happy at all and you do this, that's one thing. But if you're sitting here saying you love everything about being here and you want to sign long-term, then asking for a trade is not how you get that to happen. Now, Pirates, pay the man. He's actually not asking for an unreasonable contract. You can get closer than you did. I'm done with this situation. I'm going to let it play out. Your turn. You can talk. I'm done. <laughs> like that, Because that's as upfront as I'm going to get about it. I'm not mad at Brian Reynolds. I'm just like... I'm afraid you got bad advice. That's not how you get along. Like that's not how you show your love for right. a, for a city, a town, an organization, a coaching staff. He said he loved all those things. Mm -hmm. And if you love it, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it while you got it. And if you and if you say early. I'm not getting it, yeah, just put in your time. You'll go to free agency when you go to free agency. That's nobody's fault. Paid. That's what everybody has to go through. You'll get mm -hmm. paid then. I understand you want paid now. It's unfortunate. It's the it's the hand you've been dealt. I just, we want you paid now. <laughs> we want you paid now. And the Pirates need to need to go get it. I think they could probably get something done for 120, 125. He wants the something is, reasonable. The problem is, is AT&T Sports isn't giving us our money. I know, but we know there's money there. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just, I mean, if that complicates things, it's going to be really frustrating. Yeah, 100%. All right, so... Uh, that's the Brian Reynolds stuff from our standpoint. Um, I believe, and I haven't gotten an opportunity yet uh, to listen to the fan forum, but I believe they went all in on the Brian Reynolds talk. So you want a whole bunch of it? Go there. I'm sure that they've talked at nauseum about it this weekend. Um, I will catch that probably tomorrow, but I, I just didn't get to it before we hit record. So, um, hey, I just did a thing today. Um, we've been working on some things in the background. And, uh, so we did it. I'm going to, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to share my screen here. I think I got it pulled up. If you did not know, we have a little merch store on the internet where you can order shirts and that. Obviously we get a cut of the sales. That's what helps support the podcast. And it gives you a shirt to wear to the game. We have some simple shirts with our logo on them, some player shirts, some fun ones as well. Purchasing them helps us wearing them out in public helps us because you can tell your friends and admirers about the show and hopefully get them involved in discussion as well. Uh, we have links in the show notes to the online store. We have about eight or nine, it looks like. Eight, nine, ten, but there's some of them are just repeats of, of the others. Mm -hmm. But um, a new logo shirt uh, with the new, like, you know, text from the logo and all that stuff. So... We have all those things. Uh, stop by and check it out. It's bridge number two bucktober dot myspreadshop.com. Once again, check the show notes for the link. And while you're at it, if you don't follow us on Twitter and the socials, do that too. I did post a picture of those earlier today and you can kind of catch that. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the episode. It's a free way to help us out on there. Commenting on the episode helps us with engagement and things like that, and it helps show the video to other viewers. Um, as for audio, subscribing to the podcast is a great way to know when new episodes are out. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can rate it as well. So give us a good review, unless you hate us, then leave it alone. <laughs> good reviews only. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode here, Jake. Okay. Let's talk about new rules. And I know that we like to kind of cover a lot of things here on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. We like to uh, we like to kind of talk general baseball as well as talk the Pirates. Um, you know, 
this is a thing for the Pirates. Um, spring training games are going to start on Saturday against the Blue Jays. Ooh. Should be on AT&T. <laughs> 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 um, uh, and, you know, there's other games too. But this is the only game that you'll see before you hear us again. Um, so we're going to see some new rules in action because it is inning one, game one, everything's on. And it's going to be, good. it is good. It's going to be a little painful to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, encourage you to have patience with the players and the umpires and the <laughs> broadcasters. Yep. Because you're going to see violations of the rules. You're going to see umpires trying to get it right. And what we might talk about the most, if we're being impatient, is the broadcasters who are not going to stop talking about this over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. And if you watch spring training games, you're going to hear about it all over again when the season starts because all mm-hmm. the casual listeners are going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They need to communicate this. As much as we're going to hate it, they're going to keep doing it. You're going to hear about it over and over and over again. People who haven't been paying attention to baseball all winter do not know about this yet. But right. believe me, there are people who do not know about this. It's probably nobody that's listening to this podcast. <laughs> you guys are all paying attention all year round, but there are people who don't. So have some patience with them. Um, it's it's going to take time. Hopefully the players and umpires and the coaches are going to handle on it before the start of the regular season. But um, Yeah, I'm sure they'll... Yeah, they'll be just fine. But the broadcast has a job to do to educate those people. So hopefully they let it go by May. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's interesting. The the WBC is not going to be using any of these rules. Right. So the players that are gone from March 8th through March 20th or whatever it is, they're not they might still have a little adjusting to do. Yeah. uh, Some of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people, there's, there's a lot of people, some of these don't affect at all. Right. Except maybe the shifts. Well, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I guess there might be a few things, but um, so yeah, I'm going to read this thing that I kind of wrote this week and it was just something I was, I, I was just thinking about and I was, you know, going through the, the, the motions on pre- preparing for all the stuff that we're about to talk about. And I know we're going to get, you're going to get things from all sides here. So I wrote this little thing. I'm just being transparent about the fact that I'm actually reading this. That way, if you hear like some weirdness in my voice, like, yeah, I did write this and I'm going to read it because it's not (laughs) something I'm going to recite. I I don't have that kind of time. So this is what I got here. This is how we're going to set up our rules talk. Maybe this hits, maybe it doesn't. Maybe you say, nice try, but you're a loser. Either way, just give me a couple minutes here. (laughs) Change to some is good and others bad. Change sometimes puts to bed something you've grown up to love and understand. Sometimes that brings you comfort and joy, those things. Uh, Sometimes it resolves something you've grown to misunderstand or hate, something that brings you frustration or angst. Baseball is a game that claims it doesn't change very often, but history tells a different story. (laughs) Whether it's Babe Ruth's home runs that brought fans to the park so they started throwing in fresh baseballs to increase the number of home runs, or lowering the mound because pitchers were too dominant, or slow-motion, high-definition cameras that showed everyone at home that the umps blew the call, so they implemented an instant replay system to, quote-unquote, get the call right. When I was a kid, baseball was exciting. The potential of anything happening on any pitch had me on the edge of my seat. The game we've been watching in the last 10 years or so has evolved into something that gets more criticism for being boring than it does for being impossible to follow. How? I can still watch a pitch sequence and love it. I've been watching since I was young. I can get frustrated uh, seeing the plate approach, sometimes frustrated how analytics have taken over the decision-making process and not just being a fun way to compute things that have already happened, but an important way of building a strategy of what will likely happen. This is no longer the same game we watched when we were kids or some of you young adults. This is a much slower game with less risk and sacrifice and more focus on individuals and dare I say antics. I actually believe reluctant as I was in the beginning of these talks that some of these quote unquote new rules will restore an old game 
back to when it was a better game. I actually believe that. Shift limitations and pitch clock specifically. Some of the others bring a different type of excitement, frustration, and debate, and pun intended, relief. We'll get there. But let's break down these rules right now. I wanted to get that point across because I feel like there are things here where it's like, oh, baseball's already good. We don't need to change it. And it's pretty obvious that there's some of these things that are going to restore baseball. And I know that they've been pushing that, but I'm starting to believe it. And I've watched some of the side-by-sides and I'm like, yeah, actually. Like, do you remember when you went to a game and if, if you're a baseball guy and mm-hmm. you see people get up in the middle of an inning and you kind of get frustrated, like you're, not, you're supposed to wait till the middle of the inning. Yep. But you know what? They've got time to get up and yeah. walk to the section before the next pitch. That's not going to happen anymore. Right. All right, so let's get into these things. The first one is not part of that. The first one is a new thing that brings up some kind of fresh excitement, but it's also the shortest thing we're probably going to talk about. So give me your thoughts on the balanced schedule, which is a new thing this year. I'm going to start it with I love it. Okay. I love the balanced schedule. Secondly, I think you do away with divisions at this point. They're pointless. Mm. I don't think you don't play it. You don't, you're not playing as many games against your division. So I don't, I don't know. I just think you just have two leagues and the best, however many teams go to the playoffs. Okay. That's essentially what it's going to play out to be. I don't mind the divisions. I think that you reseed once the playoff field is figured out. I'm in favor of that, which would be the same thing as eliminating divisions. However, you do still play several more games against you. Like, we went from playing 19 games to playing 14 games against each team. Yeah, but you don't play any more teams more than when you six look times. At, I wish I, I wish I had written those numbers down. But when you look at it, when you play teams within your division is X amount of games, and then teams uh, outside your division, teams in the other league, all that, it's way higher in your division. No, it's oh, you mean as a total? Well, yeah, there's as more total, teams, right? But that's what I'm saying. And that's well, a, that's the way it so should why be. Would, but, but why would you take the the games against the teams that you play less as the well? If you beat these teams, you you can win your division. Yeah, I just don't. I just I don't think the division winner will have as much weight. Okay, because you're playing everybody. So yeah, that's an interesting take. I hadn't really even thought that. You know what I mean? I know that they're talking mm-hmm. about realignment and changing the divisions. Which some of that is like, hey, I'm I'm interested. If it if yeah. it require if it involves like buzz and people talking about it and something new and people can get excited about it, I'm all for it because I love baseball, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm all for promoting the game. You're talking to, about expansion too. To me, well, and I think that's that's when the realignment, part of the realignment, would right? Yeah. yeah. If there's expansion, there would be realignment, and I think is what mm-hmm. is what the goal is. I don't think there would be without it. So. Right. But anyway, um, for me, it's the exciting thing where it's like, hey, you're going to see more players. And I mm-hmm. think that's what's cool about it is there's going to be more opportunities. You know, when Mike Trout and Shohei now come and play at PNC Park, mm-hmm. which is something that just doesn't get to happen. You know what I mean? I think that's really cool. We'll see them play those guys every year. And every other year, we'll see them play at PNC Park. And I think mm-hmm. it's super cool. And that and I just use them as an example because they're on the same team. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, for this year. But um, right, that's a good point. <laughs> but, and that and that's why I started it with I love it. You know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah, sure. I, I love it. I yeah. think it's fantastic. Okay, so let's move into uh, let's move into some of the bigger things. And, and and if you're watching here, I'm gonna throw some some media up in here, uh, some graphics that I made. But let's talk about the shift restrictions, shift ban, shift limitations, whatever the heck they're actually calling it. Um, what is it? Okay, so as the pitch is thrown, the defensive team must have a minimum of four players within the outer boundary of the infield, with at least two infielders completely on either side of second base, or else the penalty will be an automatic ball, which is so weird. The penalty Mm -hmm. thing is weird. Um, So what's cool is this cannot be circumvented, is the one thing that they were kind of pushing this, this week. Uh, It cannot be circumvented by sprinting to the other side while the pitch is on its way to the plate, which we thought they would do. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, 
This is considered a violation. Um, it also can't be circumvented by moving the best fielder around. And the way they did that was there's no switching sides in a given inning unless there's a substitution. You can't tell Key Brian, hey, for this hitter, go play second. You can't do that. Positions are actually on the scorecard, and they have to stay there. That says in the given inning, which means I suppose you could go out in the beginning of the inning and say, hey, Key Brian's going to play second this inning. Why not? You'd have to tell the umpire because right. it's an official switch, but like mm-hmm. you don't have to take somebody out to do that. That's the way it's it reads to me. Obviously, yeah. that could be revealed any different. There is still allowed a fifth infielder by bringing an outfielder in. And you know the way they word that is, if a team wants to take that risk and eliminate an outfielder, they can do still do that, which I like. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, if he hits at the outfield, the game's over anyway. Let's bring in a fifth infielder, and he can go on yeah, either I side. It's like fine. That. Yeah. 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 The, so the thing is, and we have to just to go back, it's a minimum of four infielders. And it says that there has to be two on either side. So if there's three on one side, that's fine, so long as there's still two on the other side. Mm-hmm. So you could even bring in an outfielder to play third, and then and then maybe. That's actually interesting because he won't be able to know. The no. outfielder is going to have to be your third guy. Yeah, he's going to have to be like a middle guy, and he'll play on either side of the bag. Or, or in between the second and first baseman yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they won't be able to move the shortstop over. That's good. Ah. They won't. That's interesting. You can't make him the irrelevant infielder here. Right. Um, and the other thing I thought was interesting is that the sides of the bag actually mean the sides. There's not a line through the middle of second base, but instead, you know, the base is a diamond in this case. Mm-hmm. It goes from the sides. So there's like, what, 18 inches? Is that? Yeah, right? Because it's a square. Mm-hmm. 18 inches. So there's 18 inches of the infield that, are, you're, that you're not allowed to be in at all Right. when the pitch is thrown. Um, and if you're on YouTube, you can see that graphic where those two lines go up. Um, granted I made that graphic, so it's not like it's official, but <laughs> that's what I, you know, I've seen. Um, and I've seen some that just draw a straight line and that's not a hundred percent accurate. It, they made a point to say, uh, that yeah. it's from the sides. Um, so this is the shift restrictions. These are the rules. Um, I did see somebody, and I have a note here, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, and then you can kind of say whatever. I did see somebody that say, according to the new rules, uh, the way they're written, that Anthony Rizzo can't do his bunt defense where he stands like five feet from the hitter. That's an exaggeration. Um, that's not true. Um, and they even they even doubled down and said he's going to have to take off running when the bunt's there. But like, you won't be able to play a bunt if that was true. It does say outer boundary of the infield. There are some people writing when they're talking about it that they have to have four infielders in the dirt. That's not the rule. Mm-hmm. It's the outer right. boundary. If they said dirt, then literally you couldn't field a bunt. Right. You would bunt. Every hitter would bunt. Because the thing is, is <laughs> if you're playing at the at the edge of the dirt and the guy squares to bunt, according to the circumvention rules, you won't be able mm-hmm. to sprint out of position. Right. So, no. That's not the case. It's the outer boundary. Um, the the Anthony Rizzo bunt defense is unaffected by this. Yeah, yeah. They're just trying to keep infielders from playing in the outfield. That's it. And they're trying to keep them from overshifting right. onto one side of the field. Like, that's what yeah. this... That's the goal here. They're saying they don't want to circumvent this. And this is one of those things where, as I uh, had that little, you know, deal that I read, like, plays that we used to see Jack Wilson make or more baseball like Ozzie Smith and these, we mm-hmm. don't see as many of them plays anymore. Yeah. Like we just don't. And this trend of guys like Moustakis and Rizzo playing second base or not Rizzo, uh, Muncie yeah. playing second base. Like that's probably going to stop too. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have somebody who can handle middle infield. Yeah. To be playing. It's not going to be third baseman. Now, some of those guys, like Jonathan India, yeah, is sure. a second baseman now. Neil Walker made his way to be a second baseman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like those, even though they came up as, I mean, well, Neil was all over the place, right? But he was a third baseman, right. and he said, I can play second. You know what I mean? But Jonathan India was a third baseman all the way through the minors, and it was the same sort of thing. And they're like, could you play second? He's like, yeah. If it puts me in the show, I can. Absolutely. So, But he's, for all intents and purposes, a second baseman now. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Unless something mm-hmm. changes on their team and he gets an opportunity to go back to third. He's but he's smaller. He's not Mike Mustakis. Right. Right. But you're gonna see and what they keep saying is athleticism, athleticism, athleticism. And I when they first said it, I was like, Yeah, I get it, but you're hiding behind the real thing. And um it, whether they are or not is one thing, it will restore that. Yeah. It's funny that you brought up Ozzy Smith because I saw his little clip on uh, MLB Network. They asked him how he felt about it, and they were asking him about defense. <laughs> they, yeah. they really were. They were asking him, like, do you think this is going to be like the athleticism, the whole thing you just said, right? And he said, well, let me start it off with saying first that uh, that this, the shift wasn't as big of a thing back then because if they would have dared shift it against any of us, we would have just worked and figured out how to hit it the other way, and we would have got it done because that's our job. He said, I think it's a lack of time and effort put forth by the hitters. I'm like, you said what? <laughs> I don't 100% agree with that. I think the pitching is so good. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're forcing I used you to. to hit that way. Yeah. Yeah. When they first started the shift and everything, I'm like, just hit the ball the other way. Like, but they're pitching you into the shift. Like, there's not much you can do about it. So well, I and it's like every guy thing. throws 96. Yeah. It's a lot harder. to, You know, you go with the pitch at that point. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, you don't get that kind of, you know, I don't know. And I get what he's saying, put in the work and go do it. But I think if Tony, <laughs> if Tony Gwynn would have said that, I'd have been like, well, I'm not going to argue with Tony Gwynn. Right. And I'm not saying that Ozzy right. Smith's not a great, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's not Tony Gwynn. If it's right. Tony Gwynn, I'd be like, easy for you to say. Yeah. And I think coming from Ozzy Smith, it's like, well, I mean, he put in the work because he wasn't a great hitter when he came up. Yeah. But no, that's. Not, but overall, I, I I like these. I think I think they did a good job of covering the bases on this. Um, they just, they will just, have to do a good job of covering the bases. They'll be in position to do so now. Right. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> for me, it's good. I yeah, I, I always hated getting you get that lefty that hits an absolute missile yeah. to the outfield, and it's like, oh, the second baseman's there. Well, you know, one of the things I thought of, and and it, it goes back to, you know, one of the things that. One of the ways that I've been swayed, I guess, or at least convinced, let's just say it that way, is the idea that like I've watched baseball my whole life Mm -hmm. and I've watched a lot of it on TV, right? And I know off the bat what a hit looks like. Now, don't come watch a game with me next week because the first week of spring training, I always think these dudes are crushing. I'm like, oh, oh, wait, (laughs) never mind. Yeah, there's a little bit of a time where I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to get used to watching again, right? Um, but, like, you know what a hit looks like. You know what a good piece of hitting is. And then, like, you see, oh, there's a guy right there that you didn't know because you're watching on TV. All you see is the batter, hit, a catcher, and a pitcher. And so you just assume, yeah. like, yeah, got him. Oh, never mind. There's a guy there. And it just became overpowered. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was the thing to me is like mm-hmm. when things happen, specifically like the pitching, when they move them, when they lowered them out, when things happen and you realize this is OP, we have to do something about it or this game is going to change. And we didn't until now. You know what I mean? And I understand pirates are on the forefront of this. They're the re- they're one of the teams. Uh, what, did you, what, what did you just say? Oh, what? OP overpowered. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. When Sorry. it becomes over, yeah, that's fine. When it becomes over, thank you for calling that out. It's <laughs> it's probably worth it to to say that. Um, but when it gets to that point, you have to, in order to maintain the game, mm-hmm. the way that we love it, sometimes those sort of things need to happen. And I think that's what this is. And then we're going to go into another yeah. one that is very much, are you ready for the, are you done with this? Yeah. Yep, All right, yep, pitch timer, because this is another thing. That maintains what we're used to. They looked at timing. If you watch a game, in the even in the early 90s, they said, or in the 90s, they said, that guys were throwing the ball within the, within the confines of the pitch timer. I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that there's a time. But knowing that, like, we never had this problem when we were right. growing up. Right. Once you begin to have the problem, you and we talked about this years and years and years ago. When we used to talk about Nomar Garcia Parra stepping out and doing all these things, or if you take a ball and you walk clear outside of the dirt, I always said if they walk outside of the dirt, they're supposed to stay in the batter's box. If they walk into the grass outside of the dirt, strike two. I'm done. Where are you going? 
Or you know what? You just gave up your at bat. Go sit down. You're out. Like, I'm just sick of watching these guys take marathon walks around the dirt, around the batting circle when they just took a ball. All right, here we go. 30-second timer between batters. Bases are empty. There's a 15-second timer between each pitch. With runners on base, they give them five extra seconds to mess around with the base runner. 20-second timer between each pitch. Here's the rules. The pitcher must begin his motion to deliver the pitch before the expiration of the timer. Any pitcher who violates the timer charged with an automatic ball, which is so weird to me, but it is what it is. <laughs> Batters must be in the box and alert to the pitcher by the eight-second mark. Charged with an automatic strike if they don't do so. Also, very weird. The one thing about this I do not like is the penalty. However, you've got to come up with something. You just got to. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have something that like before they said you got to stay in the box and then they realized there's no penalty for it. They all start stepping out of the box again and there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. Except be like, hey, get in a the box. There's no penalty. <laughs> you can't set a rule yeah. with no penalty. Right. Um, so where are you at with this timer? Uh, I know that I love it. I know that you've been a fan of this for quite a while. I have been very reluctant because I baseball's always been timeless. Baseball's always been there's no clock in baseball. You got to get 27 outs. There's there's that whole thing, right? You're never going to mm-hmm. run out of time. You're only going to run out of outs. Now, maybe you'll run out of time. <laughs> two outs in the ninth inning, two strikes, and you're not set and ready to, to, to receive a pitch. All of a sudden, you're called out and the game's over because you weren't ready. Yeah. Ugh. It, it, the thing that I, I, I'm with you on that. That, that's the first thing to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, that you have to get over, and and it's it, it's not easy because the the clock is the clock. It's like <laughs> not one to be, but this is going to be great for pitchers. Start off because you're going to get into a rhythm. Yeah, it's going to be great for the defense. Now that the defense has shift bands, okay, you're on your tips, but you're not falling asleep out there mm, either. Yes, you know what I mean. You're you're in the game. Yep, it's you're not kicking around dirt, looking around, waiting for your pitcher to get ready, waiting for this hitter who's got to you know get out his extra pair of batting gloves to change them because the, he swung the bat once or something you know what I mean? and that's exaggeration obviously but sure you know you're going to be moving yeah and it's be like all right i'm ready for the next pitch let's go let's go you're hungry now you're waiting you're you're ready you're chomping at the bit to get the ball and i i just think it's going to the pace of plays what they're trying to increase and i think i think this is a great tool yeah and it's not about the end game i see a lot of this like oh look it it, it shortened the games by 25 minutes listen i don't want a shorter game necessarily i love baseball i don't mind what now a lot of people do so i get that but like for me i'm like it's not about how long the game is i don't care if a game goes 19 innings but if i'm bored after seven now we're talking this is a way to up and go get a drink in between pitches like I, I need <laughs> well, to you're not going to wait in line in between pit. Oh, you mean no, at, no, home. No, no. at home? At home. Yeah. I don't want to get up and go to my kitchen and get a drink and be like, I didn't miss a pitch. Well, that's the other thing. Even between hitters, you there's 30 seconds. If you can make it to your yeah. fridge and back in 30 seconds, you know what I mean? You, the only thing that I, between the hitters. only thing I want us, the only thing I want to see is like, did, did they put when, when it's going to start? Yeah. There's rules of when those times start. So whenever, okay. I forget what it is. I think it's whenever the pitcher gets the ball or I don't know when it starts on just like a regular play like that, but I believe it's when the when the pitcher gets the ball or maybe it's when the out is made. If there's nobody else on base, I think it's whenever the out is so made. The, the, the interesting one for me, and I'm going to stop you there because you're kind of explaining things I'm not talking about. Okay, yeah. So like I hit, I, hit a, I hit a ball down the line and it's foul, but I took off running. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Those are those. Have to, so you're not saying in between the batters. You're talking about the pitch. Right. So yeah. uh, those are the situations where they've called like there's umpire discretion on when they can give more time. So it, I, I'm comparing. I'm going to compare a lot of this to football because there's a, there's always been a clock in football. And the umpires, they'll go up there, set the ball. Clock goes on my motion. Like, is yeah. the home plate umpire just going to go like, you know, yes. raise his hand or do something? I believe you know that I mean? the home plate umpire will will motion to start the clock. I got you. And, and that makes because a lot of what sense. they've said is like, if you hit a home run, I know this is again, between batters. When you hit a home run, that clock starts when you touch home. Okay. Yeah. So on a home run, like it doesn't matter if you go slow rolling it when you mm-hmm. hit home 30 seconds till the next pitch. 
So the thing is, is those between batters are the things that are gray for me. But that's a good point to say the foul ball. I believe in those situations, the umpire will be able to say like, hey, now start the timer. Because if, yeah, if it's a foul ball and you were like down the line and they call it foul and you were booking it and then they say, no, 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 foul ball, you're rounding first. Yeah. You know, and if they call it foul at that point, then, you know, you have to have time to get back in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And if that's base is empty, then you basically have seven seconds to get in the box. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? That be, so that that's not, yeah, that's not going to yeah. be the case. I don't know what they'll do there. I don't know if they'll just do 30 second or if they just say on my motion start, you know what I mean? Yeah. There might yeah. be a hold that he might be able like, it'll be regular unless he holds. Mm-hmm. And then maybe there's a motion or something, but the foul ball is the only thing I haven't seen them talk about. Yeah. Um, if it's just a foul back, I think it's still 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like, yeah, that's a good question. Same thing Maybe with the in-between like batters. Maybe it's the pitcher gets the ball. Maybe it could be as simple as when the pitcher gets the ball, the, the pitch clock starts. So foul ball, the umpire. Yeah, hands, but the, if it, if it goes. But the umpire could hold the ball until. Oh, uh, that's a good ready, point. Yeah. the ball back out to the pitcher. If it's up to him, starts. that's a good point. Yep, that's a great point. I guess that's something that we'll have to uncover here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of little things here. The pitchers are limited to two what they're calling disengagements per plate appearance. So um, that limit resets if a runner advances. So like if there's a stolen base, it resets to, to two more in that plate appearance because mm-hmm. those are to keep him, right? Yeah. So yeah. if a third... Now those, are, let's just say pickoffs are disengagements. Um, any kind of step off at all, those are all for like holding a runner basically. Mm-hmm. And this is their whole way. They're really trying to encourage stolen bases. Um, yeah. But a, if a third pickoff attempt is made, if you get him, then you still get him. You're fine. If mm-hmm. he's safe, it's. I think they're considering it a balk. Yes. And he moves on. So I guess mm-hmm. that's your new balk rule, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm alluding to something that I'm going to talk about here. But... Um, Mound visits, injury timeouts, and offensive timeouts do not count as a disengagement. Step-offs, pickoffs, those are what count. A disengagement uh, resets the pitch timer as well. That's the reason that they're really limiting them. Because yeah. in the minors, it was like, I'm running out of time, I'll step off. Now, like, whew, that was close. I almost got a ball. <laughs> well, they were doing that too much, right? Yeah. And, you know, at PNC Park, if you throw to first, we're going to boo you. Well, now we get a lot less opportunities to do that. So two things, (laughs) keep doing it, and you got to double down on the very first one because we only get two of them. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, So really boo them on the very first pickoff throw. Yeah. Uh, Also, I just think that's fun. I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. I don't care. It's just the way to, you know what I mean? Um, But also, there's a little less reason to boo because – it's not, it's not going to be that big of a deal. They're not really going to, they're not going to do it to stall time. I guarantee it. They're going right. to do it to hold right. runners and that's it. Especially because once you start using them, I'm going to go, I'm going to get a couple extra steps once you've thrown over twice. For sure. Cause then guys For are going to sure. be like, oh, I'm not, but if you get too much, they're going to yeah. just get you. But yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they game that another game within the game, another point of strategy, another thing to sit on the edge of your seat about. So I'm kind of okay with it. I think it's a little bit weird. I'm kind of okay with it. I don't want them yeah. to like say we're back to stealing 130 bases because there's no way you can get a guy out anymore. I still don't think that's the case. I still think that that there's they're still going to be able to hold runners. Okay. You don't think so? I don't. You think they're think just the, going to be I think the run game is going to be absolutely absurd. I I'd I'd bet you that no one will there there will not be a player that steals 50 bags this year. Uh but I think there will be a few. 50 bags? Yeah. I still think analytics is not convinced that the risk is gone. Well, uh, when we get there. Okay. Oh, you got something there. Uh I do what do I have here? I got something here. So we did the pickoff changes. Um I do have a, yeah, I think that there's going to be new things that are continue to be uncovered as the year goes. Derek Shelton sure. mentioned that he he recently found out how much faster they're going to have to be giving signs. Mm-hmm. And that these players are going to really have to know what their signs are because they've got to get they got to get them moving and their minor so league director told them that. They're they're talking about the pitcher's going to have the opportunity to call the games. 
he's going to have the the pitch calm to where he can tell the catcher what he's throwing. Oh wow. I wasn't even talking about that. I'm talking I'm thinking about I'm thinking about like the hitter. Def- yeah. The hitter oh, looking yeah. down to third getting his signs. He's got 7 seconds. Yeah. So maybe they'll have a maybe they'll have a calm for that too. Oh my gosh. Uh hit and runs, you're going to see missed signs. You're going to see guys not swinging guys stealing when not swinging on a hit and run. You're going to see guys not stealing on a hit and run and he's swinging at a ball that he should never swing at. And then he's going to look down at his guy at first and be like, I thought you were running. Like we're going to yeah. see missed signs all over the place. Yeah. I would be a victim of this. I'm not a very smart guy. <laughs> like bang, bang, like, yeah. uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, did I get that sign? I mean, my coach in high school, I mean, I was fast, right? He said, you got a green light to run when you want. I'm not giving you a sign. <laughs> Don't get out. Yeah. I didn't. Very often, right? I had to be on right. base first. If you guys ever <laughs> caught that episode with my old coach on here, he's not the one that gave me a green light. But um, but anyway, I had to get on base first. <laughs> that, was my, that was my problem. So Fun. there's a lot of people talking about uh, the new Bach rule, which we just covered. Actually, there is a new Bach rule. The third pickoff, if, he's, if you don't get him, that's considered a Bach. Other than mm-hmm. that, there's been some talk about Luis Garcia's rocking the baby cha-cha real slow and all that stuff is is they're saying now he's going to be called a balk. Yeah, that rule's been in place for a hundred years. It's always been a balk. He's been balking this whole time and it hasn't been a big deal. It's now a big deal because they have to know when to start and stop pitching motion, all these things. And the way it's written, how how did I have it in this one thing? How's it written? One step back, one step forward. Yeah, and it's right That's down here. Allowed. Yeah, Rule Five Point Oh Seven A One allows the pitcher during the windup to take one step backward and one step forward with his free foot. It's been a balk for a hundred years, and we've just allowed him to do it. And they also brought up like Nestor Cortez and Johnny Cueto with all the weird things they do. Those aren't box. No, they're within, they're the within that rule. There's just no reason for that boring. I hate watching him pitch. And they say like, oh, we're going to take the individuality out of it. Like, no, you're not. He can still rock the baby if he wants, but he gets one step back and one step forward. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just boring. And it's like, golly, he's going to run out of time doing that. That's an exaggeration, but come on. Right. Yeah. No new Bach rule, guys, other than the third mm-hmm. pickoff attempt, the third yep. disengagement. Yep. If you don't it's get him out. A other than that, Luis Garcia has been balking since he came into the league. So yep. finally, we get a stop to that. I sound like an old man, but that was garbage. <laughs> Let's move on to some other things here. Bigger bases, we'll do that one first because those are the three that have headed this. And then there's some new ones. And if you're watching, you've already got a tip of them. But the size of first base, second base, and third base be increased from 15 inches square to 18 inches square. Preliminary goal is to limit collisions, especially at first base where fielders will have an extra three-inch advantage to stay out of harm's way from the base runner. Creates a a four-and-a-half-inch reduction between first and second and second and third, which is to encourage more stolen base attempts. If you think four-and-a-half inches is enough to eliminate the risk, go for it. This is also meant to reduce oversliding. I actually believe that one to be 100% true. It should stop this. Um, So go ahead, Jake. I'm going to give you the floor first because I think this is what you're alluding to. Yep. So the bigger bases creates a four and a half inch reduction between first and second base. Well, that's all well and good. Yep. Four and a half inches. Okay. Which isn't a whole lot. Nope. But it also creates another three inches that the first baseman has to cover to swipe a tag which means the base runner's lead can be further back, further yeah. away from. So my 10 and a half foot traditional lead now becomes a 11 and a half foot. Oh, I don't think you're getting a whole other foot out of that. You don't? No. I do. 100%. No. Oh. I wouldn't take that risk. Analytics will tell you not to take that risk. Okay. So take another six inches. Yeah, you get. I'll we'll give say, you tops. We'll say eleven foot. Okay, eleven foot lead instead of ten and a half. And I'm. These are obviously generic. Yeah, I don't even know these, that it's that went, much, but yeah. I always went three and a half steps. That's it, so, and then you're still going to go three which and is a half. Around ten and a half, which is around. But you're not. You're going to go four. Everybody that's a different size, that's going to be further. 
you're gonna get it. You're gonna get a half step. O'Neill Cruz go. three and a half steps is gonna give him more of a lead than you because he can reach further. Yes, yes, but it's about the dive say, back. Let's say, yeah, but you, but you have more time because it's gonna take more time for his glove to get to you. So you're gonna take a multiple steps and then dive back. No, you're still gonna be able to take one step. And well, dive. then you can't you're go too far. Slide. You're gonna hit and slide. So if it's muddy, you can't take that much. Sure. If it's muddy, I ain't running anyway. I'm going to slip and fall. I, I always dove back in. I didn't slide at all. Well, you dive. I would take a lead far enough. Hit, and you're going to, you're, you're naturally going to slide a little bit to get to the base. Okay. I'll give it so, to you. I'll give it so to you. Let's say we take six inches more. <laughs> okay. It's not that far. That is yeah. not that far. I got you. You're now you're getting 10 inches, almost a foot closer to second base. Mm-hmm. Here's the Not here's four the, and a half here's what the data says. The data Stol- isn't there. It is. They've been using these bigger bases in the minor leagues. Well, that's a guy bagging groceries in a couple of weeks. No, no these are. Saying, I, I I just I think the stolen bases. But here's the, the thing. Here's the thing though. Stolen base attempts did not go up. The stolen base success rate did, but the attempts did not. So. They're not going to try to steal any more than they used to. They're just going to be safe more often. Now, I think they're going to have to be. They see, they're going to have to be. S- that's. Uh, I'll speak to that. They're going to have to be overwhelmingly, like it's going to have to. I don't know what the percentages are right now, but it's going to have to be a huge difference in order for them to like say, well, let's totally alter what we've been doing. Uh, I, I didn't think we'd spend this much quick. time on bigger bases. I didn't think this was. A, I thought this was a safety first. Well, thing. this is a. Yeah, and it, safety first. Listen, don't make the bases bigger. I think this is a garbage rule. I think it's. I think this is the worst one of all of them. I think it's stupid. I, I think it was unnecessary. When you're talking Put about a, first, make first base a little bit bigger and have it in foul territory. That, yeah, I get that. Except okay for the fact that. that if it hits it's the base, safety. it's a fair ball because it's the whole base is make in it fair a territory. Color. Make it a different. No, the whole. I'm that's what I'm saying. Put a make new base. base. Yes, basically, just put the orange bag out there. I don't care. Yeah, that's multi-layered, right? Now I can run yeah. in the actual running lane. Right. That I, it, I it agree with that. more than just one problem. 100% on there with that. This is just, I, I just think it's unnecessary. I yeah. think they're just trying to do something. Well, but this is going to, this is also going to increase. I think getting that extra three inches, which I'm going to stick to three inches here, because when you're sliding in a second trying to, Get that hustle double. You've got more room to move move around. The way that we've changed the way that you have to apply tags, it's not just about beating the ball anymore. Like, you can't slide off the bag. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, there used to be ways that you could kind of say, like, well, I got I got there. You know what I mean? But now with replay, mm-hmm. it's like, nah, you didn't. And it's like, right. we're getting it right now. You know what I mean? We actually know. And now with those three inches, those kind of things just go away. Because now there's not, like... Well, he blocked the bag. You can't block an 18-inch bag anymore. Like, <laughs> I got room. I mean, there, I imagine you could. O'Neill Cruz still could. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. All right, so let's wrap this thing up. We've got two more yep. here that were newly announced. The position players used as pitchers, which we had an entire episode on this year, has been further limited. Position players can only pitch in extra innings is one way. Or by a leading team when it's up by 10 or more runs in the ninth inning only. Or by a trailing team anytime it is down by eight or more runs. To me, they've got this thing backwards. They have this thing entirely backwards. If you're losing in the seventh inning by eight or more runs, you can throw a position player. According to this rule. That's crap. If you're losing by eight runs, you do not get the luxury of putting in a position player. I'm sorry. I'm fine with it. Why? So if I'm getting beat, if I'm the winning team here, and I have beaten you to the pulp, the greatest thing about game one of a series is that I made you go through your entire bullpen. I've given myself an advantage the rest of the series, and I earned that by scoring 10 runs. And then you're telling me that he can save his bullpen? Uh Uh-uh. No way. They've got to throw those guys. I want to see them. This is my advantage for scoring runs. I have earned this. That's fair. If you're the losing team, you do not get this advantage. You do not. If you run out of pitchers is when you can put a position player in. That's it. And it should be, you have to be losing by 
10 or more runs in just the ninth inning. If I'm winning, I should be able to save my bullpen if I want, but still only in the ninth inning. Still only in the ninth inning. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing it. But if I'm the winning team, I should be the only one with the luxury of saving pitchers, not the losing team. If you if you want to save your pitchers, then win. Be better. Okay, so this is any time when it's down by eight or more. They did not clarify just the ninth inning. If it was just the ninth inning, I think it should just be ten runs across the board. I don't know why they're giving I don't know why they're giving the losing team a pass. Right. If you don't if you want to be able to use your pitchers and save your bullpen, then be winning. Like that's I'm sorry. It's not like a rude thing, but it's like if you're gonna earn something. What are you doing? Hey, let's give up a couple more runs so we can throw in a position player and save our bullpen. I think what they're doing is is like if you're down by that much, you've already pretty much used up your bullpen. I don't care. Then show me that you've used up your bullpen. Once you run <laughs> out of pitchers, you can put in a position player. Until then, you can't. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, you're losing. You don't yeah. get breaks. That Yeah, I'm with you on that. So that's uh, the only I, thing. I, I love the fact that they're limiting it more. Yes. But they're yes. flip-flopping something a little bit wrong. I think I that the even, winning team necessarily the winning team should just, only be in the ninth inning. Yes, I think both teams yeah. should, but the winning yep. team should never get anything more than just the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. But well, certainly the losing team shouldn't be getting anything. Yeah. Yep. All right. I agree with that. So the last one is extra inning Manfred runner or ghost runner, right? We're going to keep calling it the Manfred runner. <sighs> it's permanent. Yeah. Runner at second base, automatically placed to start every extra inning game. Um, that's in unfortunate. Season. In the regular season. Sure, they're not still not going to add it in the postseason. Uh, but regular season, they're going to do it. I, I'm just not in favor of this. I, I'm okay with it. We've been dealing with it, and that's why they slip it in there. They're, because this, to me, is not a pace of play thing. They're trying to shorten the, um, the length of games. And I don't think that the length yeah. of games is the problem. No. The problem is pace of play. Not length of games. Yeah, I I don't. If you're gonna because it's give and take. If we give you this and we say this is acceptable, then when do we allow ties? Right. Based on time, I understand ties based on well the weather came in and we're gonna go ahead and complete this game so we don't have to make it up later. I'm okay with that. You can throw ties in at that point. That's out of your control. But if the weather's fine, we're gonna keep playing till we find a winner. You don't tie. Yep. Um, and I'm just afraid they're going to get to the point where they make 12 innings is max. If you're not, if you yeah. didn't figure it out, 12 innings is a tie. No, come mm-hmm. on, man. Figure out the winner. Yep. This is a, a way for them to figure out the winner sooner. You know, I, and I think that this is effectively happened. So it does kind of favor the no tie thing. So maybe if you're telling me this is the way that they can say we're not going to put ties in the game, instead we're going to do this, then I guess that's how you'll get me. Yeah. Because then I'd be in favor for it. Because I'm not in favor of ties. Yeah. It's this it, this rule. It just it just uh, it doesn't bother me. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I actually it's, thought that this is, would be I, the I one that would matter. tick you off the most. I don't. I thought this was the one. I, you've hated this Manfred runner like verbally hated it. Well, yeah, and 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 I'm just getting used to it. I mean, time okay. passes, and there you go. Change, right? Yep. As long as they don't do it in a postseason, I don't really care. Um, we're over our hour, so I am not going to do. Of course, <laughs> um, I didn't know we were going to spend that much time on bigger bases. I'm surprised that you. I thought this was like a yeah, who cares? No, but I, you actually think it's going to make a big impact. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger impact is the pickoff rules in the running game. I think that is the bigger impact than th- the basics. I think combined. I think combined is what's... Yeah. I. Know. Yeah. Um, I did not put a poll out about our draft results, um, but I will say two quick ones here just to cover the bases and say that we're finished with this. Um, Douglas12821, who commented on all these, um, when listening to the infield draft portion... It became easy to see why it's been a long stretch of bad baseball. (laughs) And he chose, with the guys left, he said, Ramirez, Wilson, Sanchez, and Young. I did pick Wilson, um, but he wasn't one of my top four, so he he threw him in there. So that's his pick. Um, Unless there's a different Wilson that I'm not thinking of. Uh, Pirate Takes says, I think I give an edge to Josh this week. Don't beat yourselves up too much because we were very not... He said, not a ton of talent in the infield. 
Like you guys said, you hit nearly all of it. Um, at least you didn't have to pick Pokey Reese or Pat Mears. <laughs> and then he said that Derek Lee was his favorite outside the box pick. So he's got kind of a little point for both of us there, but um, yeah. I'm going to call it a draw for the whole thing, even though it's impossible. That's what I'm going to do because I thought it was just fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Everybody wins. This is not a baseball game. So. <laughs> Give me my participation trophy, bud. <laughs> Stupid. All right. That's all I have for today. Uh, I uh, even put a note in my notes to say, dude, write out a closing remark so that you don't do this dance at the end of every episode. I did not do that. So <laughs> let's go, Bucks. Yep. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks! <laughs>